it's another Christmas song. Whoa! Get ready, brother, for another Christmas song. They play for a month ad infinitum. One day it struck me, someone must write them. So, it's another Christmas song. Claus singing on naughty snow, reindeer ringing in the mistletoe, the manger's on fire, the holly's aglow, hear the baby Jesus crying, ho, 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 hey, it's another Christmas song. Yay, another off-returning, royalty-earning Christmas song. I've got plenty more, so go buy a modem, log on to iTunes and pay to download them. Pay for another Christmas song. Chestnuts glisten on a silent night Sleigh bells kissing by candlelight The tree is frozen, the winter's bright Who'd have thunk the wise man look so white? You! Don't you wanna sing along? To my humble yuletide Dreamed up poolside Christmas song Make it a part of your holiday canon Make it the heart of my retirement plan And do sing another Christmas song Beat it into a fellas! Watch my feet fly! But wait, who's this? Young one starving on a dead-end street Taped up tabloids on their frostbit feet Hear what they carol as they huddle for heat Please help the cold bear children eat Whoa! Just another Christmas song No! This is like no other Christmas mother loving song Public to whom I'm so proud to have pandered Please save my family and make this a standard Go! Join the ever-growing throng Who are singing And swinging While my kids are clinging to the hope My register's ching 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 And from the cash I'm ringing from another with Stephen Colbert off of A Colbert Christmas, The Greatest Gift of All. That was another Christmas song. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast on political music, a soundtrack for the resistance, a topical solution for the political revolution. I want to hear from you, so if you like what you hear, or if you don't, you can email me at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Polyrical, and check out the website polyrical.com. Here is Billy Bragg from the original motion picture soundtrack to the movie Mama's Boy. This is Bed, Bath, and Bullshit.
me sigh Cause the world is high On bed, bath and bullshit I'd rather hope it We ain't gonna buy it Nah, 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 nah That will bring us to the topic of the episode, as may be hinted by the song that launched this episode, another Christmas song. The topic of the episode this episode is Christmas. Uh, if you are of the Christian faith, or even if you are not, uh, the Christians are celebrating Christmas, and many non-Christians are celebrating it as well. I fall into that latter camp. I was raised uh, with some religious tradition. I was. Uh, did the whole Sunday school and church thing when I was very young. Uh, my family was Methodist, uh, but over time, I my my spiritual leanings have evolved. I consider myself at this point anti-religious. I think that it's unfortunate that so many bad things come uh, out of people espousing um, religious. Uh, undertones or religious backing for what they what they do. I think that the world would be better off if there were no religions. I do, though, recognize that many people do many good things also in the name of their religions, and uh, I, I don't diminish those good works that people do. Uh, some people do good works in the name of religion. Some people do good works for other reasons, and any reason is a good reason to do good. So I scoured my uh, my music library to see what did I have uh, that was related to Christmas. So I found four songs that had Christmas in the title, and that's what I'm going to share with you this episode. First up is one of my favorites, as you know from listening to prior episodes, David Rovick's. play a lot of David Rovick's songs. This song is from the album The Other Side. It is called Christmas in a tent. We wake up in the morning, get out of our warm bed. My daughter often asks me about something someone said. Often asking questions, why things are the way they are. Watching Portland passing by from the back seat of the car. As we drove across the bridge, saw the people underneath. She said, if they don't have a door, 
where do they put their wreath? I couldn't think of how to answer when she asked me if it's true that Santa brings them presents too. We always say hello to the people that we meet. Give a dollar to the man who asks, can you spare something to eat? We marvel at the tree in the center of the city. Look at all the lights, she says, so colorful and pretty. But those kids who live in tents, where do they put their cookie tray? With a roof so thin, how can he land his sleigh? I couldn't think of how to answer when she asked me if it's true that Santa brings them presents too. been good all year. What they were supposed to do, they did. What if they've been kind to all the other kids? What if they got good grades, A's on every test, slept well through the night, and let their parents rest? But where would they put their toys if they got them anyway? Maybe he could just give them a house on Christmas Day. I couldn't think of how to answer when she asked me if it's true that Santa brings them presents too. I couldn't think of how to answer when she asked me if it's true that Santa brings them presents too. That Santa brings them presents too.
Christmas in Fallujah Here the bells begin to toll I'm sorry about your mother She's somewhere down in a hole I came here to Fallujah To win your hearts and minds When we And that was Christmas in Fallujah. That's off the album of the same name by Jefferson Pepper. Here we have Christmas in Washington by Steve Earle. This is from Just an American Boy, the audio documentary, Disc 2. <laughs> song ain't about Christmas And it damn sure ain't about Washington What it's about is heroes Now They're my heroes because It's my fucking song Not all my heroes are in here because uh, they wouldn't fit in here. Like uh, Joan Baez could have been in this song. She's my hero because she sang Joe Hill at Woodstock for her husband couldn't be there that day because he was locked up for no other reason than they couldn't shut him up in 
and it couldn't make him kill anybody. So she gave him a voice in front of 400,000 people. Abby Hoffman could have been in this song. And he's my hero because he said, I quote, what we did back during the 60s is unprecedented in history because for the first time a people rose up against their own army and said, we don't want it. And the army stopped. Governor George Ryan could have been in this song. Because in his last hours as governor of Illinois, and everybody's second guessing, trying to figure out what he was going to do. And I'd been to two dinners that he was at in the year and a half before, and I knew what he was going to fucking do. And not because he was telling anybody, but because you could just tell. And when it was all over with, I heard a very famous person suggest national television that Governor Ryan had been selfish for uh, commuting all of those death sentences just to buy off his conscience. Well, I submit to you that if we all checked in with our conscience before we made any major decision that this would be a lot better world than we live in. Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont could have been in this song. I've almost moved to Vermont just so I could vote for him. But I couldn't get past that mud season thing. He's my hero. Because when the Attorney General of the United States suggested before a Senate committee that anyone anyone who questioned anything that the government did in the name of homeland security was and i quote again aiding and abetting terrorism senator patrick Leahy said well attorney general ashcroft has the same first amendment rights as the rest of us See, we need heroes right now. We sure could use Woody right now. So maybe if you close your eyes and you sing good enough, it's Christmas time in Washington. Democrats rehearsed I'm getting into gear For four more years Things not getting worse Republicans drink whiskey neat And they thank their lucky stars They say they cannot seek another turn 
Keeps going up. 
album a toast to those who are gone that was phil oaks with no christmas in kentucky most of my episodes i have a spoken word piece in the middle a few words from somebody this one's only semi-spoken 
Uh, this is by a group called Tripod. It's off an album called For the Love of God. And it carries on our Christmas theme of sorts. Kind of uh, goes into the, uh, the, the birth of Christ story in here uh, as it kicks off. Um, the song is called If Billy Bragg. If Billy Bragg was Mary in Bethlehem that night when he got turned away from the inn would he have been so polite? Heavily pregnant and grumpy would he have quietly moved along? Or would he have stayed and stood his ground and written a protest song. No room at the inn, my ass. No room at the inn. So you're telling me if I was famous, I still wouldn't get in. I know that you guys keep rooms free, that you put us over VIPs. It's not that there's no room at the inn, it's just no room for me. If Billy Bragg was pilot, would he have let things ride when they dragged the Messiah before him and called out for regicide? Would BB have simply washed his hands in front of the bloodthirsty throng? Or would he have shown them who's really the boss by writing a protest song? Don't kill him, he's just a bloke. He ain't done nothing wrong. If having ideas is such a crime, then strip me up for writing his song. Just because his ideas are strange. Any reason to act so deranged It's not that you want to kill Jesus You're just petrified of change If Billy Bragg was Jesus At the Sermon on the Hill When he found that there weren't enough fishes or loaves For the crowd to eat their fill would he have performed the miracle, fed the crowd 10,000 strong? Or would he have just made them angrier by writing a protest song? The Romans took our homes from us. The Romans took our pride. Who cares about loaves and fishes when your country's occupied? You do, the answer is you do. And I'm sorry I can't provide. As far as loaves and fishes go, I could organize some sort of benefit show. 
But by the time I've printed the leaflets out You'd have probably starved and died And that's a real fun tune there. Once again, that is Tripod with help from Billy Bragg himself on their song, If Billy Bragg. That'll bring us to the artist of the episode. The artist of the episode for this episode is Tracy Chapman. Here's a little uh, quote from an article in The Guardian written by Gary Young. There's an introspective, almost hymnal quality to Tracy Chapman's recent music. It's the kind of music you might want to shake a tambourine at or clap along to. Folk music that owes more to the traditions of Pentecost than protest. None of which should should suggest that Chapman has become apolitical. Her views on the fallout from September 11, for example, reveal a mind that continues to be critical and inquiring. Quote, It almost seems to me that there are no words for the horror, not just for that particular day, but even now. I think we're screwed globally, this particular turn of events and everything that comes with it. It set us back culturally, socially, a hundred steps. We do need to think about how we have security. Everyone has right to that. But we also need to think about how we maintain civil rights and personal freedom. What determines our diplomatic policy? What role is this country going to play in the rest of the world? But unfortunately, from what I can see, there has been very little space for that kind of dissent. Not even dissent, but very little space for dialogue. And up first, we've got Mountain's Oh Things off of Tracy Chapman's debut album, which was titled Tracy Chapman. Always a wanted, I guess I'll never have. I'll be working for somebody else until I'm in my grave. I'll be dreaming of a life of ease and mountains, oh, mountains, oh, thanks. Have a big, expensive car, drag my furs on the ground. Have a maid, I can tell, to bring me anything. Everyone will look at me with envy and with grief. Now revel in their attention and mountains, oh mountains, oh thanks. Sweet lazy life, champagne and caviar. Hope you come and find me, cause you know who we are. Those who deserve the best in life. Know what a money's worth. Those who sow misfortune is having mountains, oh, nothing at earth. Oh, they tell me, still time to save my soul. They tell me, we now saw, counts all those material things you gave. 
such an amazing voice to deliver these songs that she writes that are just outstanding uh, songs lyrically. That was The Rape of the World. That was from her album, New Beginning. Here's a quote from Rolling Stone. As a child, I always had a sense of social conditions and political situations. I think it had to do with the fact that my mother was always discussing things with my sister and me. Also, because I read a lot. A lot of people in similar situations just have a sense that they're poor or disenfranchised, but they don't really think about what's created the situation or what factors don't allow them to control their lives. Here is So from Matters of the Heart.
money over somebody else's sweat. So some people starve a little while. You get fat, why you get fat? So you grind and grind and you push and shove. Claim to build more worthy, get what they deserve, but they deserve. Don't you know that talking about a revolution sounds whisper? Don't you know talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper? While they're standing in the welfare lines, crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation, wasting time in the unemployment lines, sitting around. For a promotion Don't you know Talking about a revolution Sounds Who are people gonna rise up And get their share Who are people gonna rise up And take what's there Don't you know you better run, run 
was talking about a revolution the song that really launched tracy chapman off her debut album and uh really kind of she she really exploded there in the mid 80s when this debut album came out and the topics that she was covering were so important and so poignant and so topical for that time this was a song written in the mid 80s when ronald reagan was our president when nelson mandela was still in prison and uh, as far as we've come since those times, politically, in the United States, we're not all all that far away from the uh, government, the politics of government that we had back then. I kind of uh, cut my political teeth, came of age during the Reagan years. And I think that uh, people coming of age during the, the Trump years are going to have a lot of uh, similar experiences that we had back then. That's why a song like that, talking about a revolution, means as much, if not more, today than it did even then, uh, during the time then when it was written. Uh, up next is Neil Young. This is off his album Living With War. This is The Restless Consumer.
And that will just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical, the topical solution for the political revolution. Remember, you can email me at polyrical at gmail.com. You can follow at Polyrical on Twitter. And you can support this podcast by making a monthly pledge at polyrical.com. mentioned last time I was uh, exploring options outside of Patreon due to the changes that Patreon was set to implement. Uh, Patreon dropped all those plans. They realized from the backlash they got uh, after announcing what they were going to do that it was uh, not beneficial to their users. So they did drop those plans. So good on them for dropping those plans. But between uh, two factors, one is that Patreon wasn't delivering me much of anything because I this podcast is not well known enough to have attracted a uh, a, a supportive following yet. Uh, and second, you know, having another entity to deal with in relation to the podcast when I can kind of spin it myself and manage it myself, which means some things will be more challenging, but it means that I also have a lot more control over it. Uh, so between those two factors, I am for the time being. Uh, going to remain Patreon free. So if you do want to support this podcast, you can sign up for a recurring donation, or you can make a one-time donation to help support and keep these things going uh, at polyrical.com. Look over there on the right-hand sidebar when you go to Polyrical or to any of my other podcasts, and you'll see the uh, CSE, Community Supported Entertainment, that I've set up uh, to, for you to easily make some contributions. So uh, Christmas was our, our topic of this episode, and it is uh, the season that we're in right now. The Christmas holidays come up in a week from from when I'm recording this and when I'm releasing this. Speaking of that, I probably won't release an episode next week. I've got a lot of other things going on. Because while I'm not uh, a religious person, Christmas is still a significant part of my life. It's still a tradition in my life, I just have divorced the uh, religious aspects from it. Yeah, you can blame me if you uh, are someone uh, in the big battle for the war on Christmas, because I'm one of the people who enjoy some of the Christmas traditions, but uh, don't relate that whatsoever to the religious meaning underpinning those traditions. Speaking of that religious meaning underpinning those traditions, a lot of the traditions in some Christian um, holidays, particularly Easter and Christmas, um, didn't originate out of the Christian faith. Christians worship in front of a cross, which is a little bit bewildering to me. It's the implement of torture and murder of their leader uh, of their religion, uh, I, I just wonder if, if Jesus was hung with a noose, if all of the churches would have nooses hanging from the top of them. Uh, but that's a side note. The Christmas tree, many other Christmas traditions, the Easter egg, these aren't things that originated in the Christian faith. These are things that were adopted and adapted from other traditions and other festiv festivals and festivities that were going around around at the times to help the Christians blend in with the existing society. And uh, a lot of those symbols come from more pagan traditions. So if you were to ask me what my favorite Christmas song was, 
It depends when you ask. On some days, I might tell you that it was a song that I led off this episode with, uh, the, the Stephen Colbert song. Actually, I have to go back up and see. Another Christmas song, the title of that song, uh, from Stephen Colbert, which I think is a funny uh, mockumentary of uh, Christmas and holiday music and festivities and the extreme tie-in to commercialism that everything around Christmas gets because somebody's got to make a buck. Um, either that song, or I might answer that it's this song. This is Dar Williams. This is a song off of her album, Mortal City. This song is called The Christians and the Pagans, and I think uh, speaks a lot about um, getting along regardless of what you believe in. Thanks for listening. Amber called her uncle, said we're up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes all meet with red dye number three. He told his niece it's Christmas Eve. I know our life is not just style. She said, Christmas is like solstice and we miss you and it's been a while. So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table. Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able. Just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said. Sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses. The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch. Till Timmy turned to Amber and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said the pies are burning And she hit the kitchen And it was Jane who spoke She said it's true your cousin's not a Christian But we love trees, we love the snow The friends we have, the world we share And you find magic from your God And we find magic everywhere So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground The best that they were raised And where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning Cause now when Christians sit with pagans Only pumpkin pies are burning Tried to do the dishes Her aunt said, really, no, don't bother Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like him And like her father He thought about his brother How they hadn't spoken in a year He thought he'd call him up And say, it's Christmas and your daughter's here He thought of father's sons and brothers Saw his own son tug his sleeve Saying, can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave so the Christians, the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able Lighting trees in darkness, learning new ways from the old and Making sense of history and drawing warmth out of